0: Welcome to On The Turnbuckle on mypodcasthouse.com or Stitcher or Spotify or Google or I, iTunes. I thought it was Snitcher. Welshie here and I'm joined by Lyle. A very good g'day, Lyle.
1: Uh, yeah, welcome, mate. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks for doing the intro, mate. Where's, where's Tony? Fucked if I know. Bloody hell. It's easy on the swearing. Oh, no, that's right. He doesn't listen back to the show, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's so, why sometimes the songs are wrong, and I know. Let's like hope that. he plays the right one this week.
0: Uh, we had another Facebook listener poll, and the Mean Street Posse got up.
1: Yeah, so fingers crossed, Tony stuffs this one up and plays the one that I chose, which was the Oddities. I really well, big insane clown posse fan. Yeah, eh? big championship. Ju- you, you are dressed
0: like a juggalo, which <laughs> was, I thought was a strange choice.
1: You thought the face paint was a bit much. Yes, it's not a visual medium, but yeah, uh, Silent J. I'm uh, representing.
0: I thought you were more of a shaggy two dope or whatever his name is. Is that a fat joke? <laughs> no, it's just that you're wearing a similar top to what he would wear. Oh,
1: it's sorry, it's uh, American football season for all you uh learned fans out there.
0: Speaking of learned, we had a great guest last week. Um Jody McAllister, a best-selling author and big MCW fan. Yes. Um and it was just amazing to hear a different perspective on wrestling storytelling.
1: Yeah, and the fact that she can pick up on the wrestling nuances, and because well, uh, she's smarter than yeah. us, you <laughs> <laughs> didn't yeah. to- You didn't say a word. Oh, well, I was a little bit, um, you know, intimidated by all the smart talk, as us uh, common folk would call it. Was that just from Tony, or <laughs> well, yeah. Tony? Uh, I don't know if he was. Was he trying to sound smart? Cause he sounded- he's putting on a different voice the whole episode. <laughs> I listen back, and Tony's like. He's trying to sound
0: sophisticated. Yeah, I don't even think he can pronounce sophisticated.
1: <laughs> no, but it was a good chat. Like, like we said in the interview, and you know, it's been online. People do enjoy going, getting home, uh, hopping to bed, relax, and jumping on Twitter and reading Jody's uh, thoughts about the show. And well, Chris questions. Fresh said that
0: yeah. he he loves. That's one of yeah. his post show
1: rituals. Yeah. So so it's amazing. It you know, it's. Got a little uh, cult following, and um,
0: and she was looking into those romance novels. Yeah, so (laughs) she spoke about.
1: Yeah, so she was tweeting some stuff about that during the week, which was amazing. Go back and look at, um, yeah, her wrestling stuff on Twitter is uh, it's great. So
0: and uh, yeah, so I think we sent her down a wormhole from which she'll never return. Reading some of. The books, uh, the Diana Hart book, uh, "Cauliflower Heart," I think. We yeah, found out so it was called Wrestling Romance. Apparently, she was the the main heroine in the story. Was using Winston Churchill quotes <laughs> to try and <laughs> capture a man.
1: Yeah, so that's amazing. Maybe I'll load that up in my Kindle.
0: Anyway, we've got a big guest with us in the studio today. We're joined in the studio by the owner of MCW, Mikey J.
2: It is great to be back here, gents. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks for coming in. Lyle missed out last time, so he was yeah. desperate. Was I overseas? To be here. I don't,
1: been I don't know where you were. You
2: had better things to yeah. do. <laughs> I,
1: I did have an apology from Tony for not being here, but he said to uh, great Australian Wrestling promoters was too big for one room.
2: Oh. I actually yeah. ran into him in Docklands the other day, just yeah.
1: just by chance. Of him. Was he giving <laughs> you promoting tips? You think it was by chance? We well, you know that
0: <laughs> camped out <laughs> the front Street of AFL State.
1: House. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He well, his, here's my chance. <laughs> my promoter promoting uh, notebook and stuff. Yeah, give no, some tips? I've,
2: I've actually got one of the old shows that he promoted somewhere <laughs> on, just on a hard drive somewhere. So I've still got to run it off for him.
1: Show yeah. from Rosebud oh. back in the late nineties. We so, could we could yeah. do a show on that and just. Uh, Oh, no, we shouldn't.
0: <laughs> Throw him under the bus more. He has sent in a listener question, actually. Oh. Which is bizarre. I'm just trying to find it. But he doesn't I, listen to the show. I he know. Have asked me the other day. Well, <laughs> I agree. We're gonna, I'm going to start with Tony's question. Right, He's yes. like a dog with a bone at the moment. Okay. He wants Can you please ask Mikey about the finish of the last show? Does he condone the attitude of Dowie towards the crowd?
2: No, but in that same vein, Dowie is welcome to have his own opinion on how things are, and obviously he feels very strongly about it. So if if that's how things are going to pan out, then then there's only so much we can do about it. And look, Dowie's a very opinionated guy. I, have, I, I do have a lot of time for Dowie, I, but I also think that there are probably better ways to go about it rather than interrupting what many are saying was probably one of the best, Main event title matches in company history.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, Tony speaking out of school. I think he Well,
0: he's been on he's this. Got a he's bit been of on this. His yeah, he's, been, a, it, he? he's yeah. been on it for three weeks now.
2: Really?
1: Yeah. So okay, ben,
2: he's welcome to try and approach Dowie about it himself.
0: As if Tony would have the courage to do that. Yeah,
1: he <laughs> said if he when he runs his uh, big comeback show, he's not going to book Dowie, Uh until he he apologises to the industry. So. All right, yeah. um, let's let's talk about
0: um, something that you were bombarded with for quite a while. Um, when are you getting a women's championship? Um, we're going to get a women's
2: championship in the main event of the October twelfth Thornbury Theatre event, which will be the culmination of a two night tournament. Uh, which will be the return of the Melbourne City Invitational, but it will also be uh, for the mcw women's championship so we've got eight competitors involved with that um first round matches on friday october 11 night one both shows at thornbury theater tickets on sale now um and then the four winners from that first night will then compete in two semi-final matches and then uh the finals which will be the main event on the saturday night
1: well, that's all the listener questions for the last few years for you. Thanks, so, thanks for me on, like, guys. See I you appreciate later. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, quick, short show. Yeah, short and sharp. No, it, it, it is good. It's exciting. I'm looking forward to the tournament. Yeah, that's- it's,
2: it's, and it's something that, like I'm pretty sure I said last time I was on, when the time is right, we'll do it. And uh, it's something that we've been making a concerted effort to, you know, highlight our women's division over the last year, but even before that. Um, like it has been an integral part of the shows. Uh, and yeah we we, we decided that's finally time. We think we think that it's going to be a great addition to the company and we think that um, yeah there's like this is this is a chance for everyone who's wanted to see it come to fruition. We've got two great nights of um, of wrestling action and there's and there's plenty happening on those shows, which i I think is something that's going to appeal to our entire fan base and hopefully bring some new fans in.
0: And the girls on the show have all well, – the girls that we anticipate are going to be announced for that tournament, they've all been um, around MCW for at least the best part of six to eight months now.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, for some of them, having a championship is sort of uh, – that that final step in, in terms of recognition for all the hard work that they put in both on the shows, at training, in the gym, everything um, – you know, everything that goes into being an elite talent, male or female, um, in professional wrestling. Uh, this is sort of, you know, the recognition for all that hard work that they've put in. We've, we've got a few people who haven't been with us as long. Um, and, you know, it's a great opportunity to introduce people like Candy Lee to a bigger audience here in Australia as well. And that's something that we're really looking forward to as well.
0: Well, I saw Candy Lee last time she was here for the girl shows. Mm, yeah. And um, she was a draw. Like she was very popular with that crowd. Absolutely. So yeah. I'm looking to see um her embraced fully by the full MCW audience.
2: Yeah, likewise. And 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 I'm really looking forward to having her compete and be in action across the two nights too. So I think it's going to be a great addition to. Well, that's if she lineup. gets
0: past the first round.
2: Well, whoever doesn't. Get through on the first round. we'll wind up in action on night two, regardless. That, so that, that, that's nice. That's 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 why. So that wasn't that wasn't a spoiler or anything like that. There's, <laughs> um, yeah. So there are, there are two bookings on that weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So that means there's definitely um, there's definitely four women's matches per show that weekend. Yeah, absolutely which is fantastic.
2: Yep, hundred percent.
1: How's ticket sales looking for that show?
2: Really good. So we have an internal. Um, hope for what we're going to reach, and we're already over halfway to that mark. So, with still about a month out, hopefully that trend continues, and yeah, we'll have two solid attendances for the shows.
0: We're definitely since the day it was announced, we've been pretty much chomping at the bit for it. And I know September's kind of an off season for Australian wrestling. Yeah, um, there's there's less shows. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, certainly in Melbourne, there is. Yeah. Um, just with, with footy finals and all the rest of it. But for me, that also gave us a bit of a chance to, you know, promote two nights as opposed to just one and gives us a chance to kind of have a bit more lead into that to really make sure that people understand how important these events are, especially given the, um, given the brevity of introducing a championship on the show too.
0: I love the tickets that you've done for the show. So for anyone who hasn't seen them yet... Um- That's just
2: the logo. It, they're not ah, actually going to be handed out like that. Love the logo, I like. love the logo
0: yeah. for the ticket because um it's essentially very Melbourne, the Yeah. The, the old Met tickets. The old Met tickets from when I was going to school.
2: And if you if you look at it, night one is yellow and night two is going to be blue. So sort of like the zone one and two. Yeah. It's, it's the the attention's in the detail there. But yeah, I mean, look, it's that's all something where we kind of look at it and go, hey, if we if we want everyone to know that this is Melbourne City Wrestling. Then we want to add a little bit of that um, that sort of stuff into how we present ourselves and promote ourselves too. Because hey, if there's one thing that that fans of any sport in Melbourne enjoy, it's it's their own home teams. So um, we look at our, ourselves as being a you know a Melbourne centric promotion, obviously. Um, and yeah, we we try and make sure that when we have the chance to do stuff like this, we do. You know, similar with the old VFL style logo shirts that. I love that. They look amazing. You know, that's and and this is all stuff that we've tried to do just to make sure that we're, you know, still being creative and, yeah, that people can really get behind something that is essentially their own, so to speak.
1: Now, um, without looking too far in advance, are you nervous that you've uh, set yourself up for next year's anniversary show with the major announcements you've had for (laughs) nine? Uh, What do you you have to run... Four shows next uh, next anniversary show uh, what's yeah the pressure would be on after <laughs> um, all these announcements we'll worry about
2: it when we get to it. Like, I, I,
1: look there's it's future Mikey's there's, problem.
2: yeah it's future Mikey's problem and I say that far too much um, but I I'm looking forward to the future as well and and you know it's all it's always going to be a building process um, so I'm sure by the time we get to that stage we'll be you know I'm not I'm I'm not sweating that we're gonna have this huge like really high bar that's been set in front of us that you know we're going to struggle to climb over like I'm I'm sure when it when the time comes then
0: hopefully we hit that out of the park too and some of the names that have been announced for MCW9 um you've got Jag Hartley coming back
2: yeah absolutely Hartley Jackson who's uh someone who I really personally admire and respect as well um it's great to have him back on these shows too so yeah really looking forward to that
0: and he must be aching to get back into a wrestling ring and throw throw his weight around a little bit (laughs) (laughs) just training and training and training at the moment
2: yeah yeah and 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 i imagine there'd be probably some degree of pent-up frustration from that as well and and you're just wanting to just get back into it
0: you know and to give the Give The rig a go again, <laughs> really good opportunity for whoever gets chosen for that match as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, huge chance to learn from someone who's always been one of the country's best, but now has that worldwide level of experience and training and, and has all that to offer. And in part, um, yeah, it's going to be a massive opportunity for whoever winds up across the ring from
0: him. And I mean, his word might carry some weight if you impress him as well. <laughs>
2: I'm sure it does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and then, of course, Aussie Open, who mm. have never wrestled in Australia as a tag team, I'm told.
2: No, I, d- I don't think they have because um, Kyle was, I think, still Instagram up until the time that he went to the UK. So I th- I'm pretty sure when he came he's back... He's
0: ridiculously young for what he's done.
2: Oh, he's he's doing so well. And and Davis is, you know, someone who I, I, I consider a, a pretty good friend of mine. Um, I I'm always impressed with what he brings to the table as well and and it's it's such good timing at the moment with everything that they're doing in the wrestling world having just appeared for new japan um battle of los angeles this weekend progress like just everything that they've been doing with progress uh winning the wxw tag team championships like they're all over the world and now we've got the chance to have them featured on these two shows and at the moment we're the only promotion in Australia that's using them in the time that they're in Australia. So as it stands currently, if you want to see Aussie open, for the time being, this this is going to be the time to do it and we don't know if and when we'll be able to get them back down the track just because they are that busy.
0: Well, also, I mean, they're probably the hottest tag team not signed to a major promotion fully at the moment. I think so, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, If if not the top then certainly in the top 3. There's there's no question about so it. So it
0: may just be a matter of time before they're not available for bookings.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely and it's and that just comes from being in demand uh you know with with all the bookings they've been doing across the UK if Japan now has their eyes on them as well um after Royal Quest who knows like that's something you know they it's their accolades that those two boys deserve as well.
1: Now which uh just personally which did you get more excited for seeing Aussie open in New Japan or Nick Berry? Because we were there for uh, the Nick Berry uh, debut and you were pretty excited.
2: Yeah. Um, I was rapt for it, but I was, I was also wrapped that he got to be Nick Berry, not necessarily one of the young lines as well. Um, so he had the chance to really shine and and sort of bring that character that he has, that we all know and love and take that to a worldwide television audience. Um, so I was really stoked for that. Like, oh, it's trying to pick between favorites. You, know, you can't really, you can't really do it. It's, it's tough. Like, um, knowing the struggles that you know Davis and Kyle have had as well. Like, moving to the UK, starting from scratch, all the all the all the grinding and grafting that goes with that too, in order to get to where they are. Like, it's 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 one of these things where all of these all these accomplishments that come to these guys and opportunities to appear on bigger shows and all the rest of it. You can't really pick and choose because everyone has tried and worked their asses off to get to that spot. So the fact that they're now being recognized in that situation, I'm honestly stoked for all of them and and anyone who manages to get to that level.
0: I mean, there's rumors abounding that one of your wrestlers has been signed by WWE and I won't sort of push on it, but um, seeing success from anyone who spent a lot of time in your yeah. organization must be be like a proud father moment. Big time,
2: absolutely. And that's and as someone who is never going to wrestle a match or anything like that, the one thing that I want to try and accomplish with a promotion is to shine a spotlight on the great talent that we have here not just in Melbourne but across Australia as well. So to see people succeed off the back of that is is kind of like, all right, well hey, we're doing the right thing. And that's that's not just myself. That's that's Chris with the character work that he brings to these guys. It's the work that Jay Andrews does with the school. It's the work that Rowan does with them as well, Re, you know, teaching them the social media tricks of the trade and all the rest of it too so they know how to carry themselves. Like, at the end of the day, I consider Melbourne City Wrestling and the MCW Academy um, – to sort of be the, uh, a finishing school for people who want to then continue advancing in the wrestling world. And if their destination is not just to be in Australia, then hopefully what we provide with MCW and the Academy um, sets them up for whatever they want to achieve in the wrestling world.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's part of the reason we started this podcast. It's to, in whatever small way you're capable of, and there's, it's a very small way we're capable of, um, is to help out. And a lot of guys don't get used to having a microphone in front of them and talking and doing media. And we found that that's where we can assist.
2: Absolutely. And, but all of this stuff helps and that like even, even having podcasts and things like that, that people can come on and, and talk on that's stuff that betters people, even just with life experiences and things like that, you never know where you will need these things further on down the track, even if it's not with wrestling. Um, and and I think that having more people like yourselves and, and, and Tony and and the guys who do reports for us, say, like, uh, for example, Max from Fox Sports, you know, like, all this stuff shines a light on what's happening down here. And if it converts one new person, then, to me, you guys are doing a, a really great service for the Australian wrestling scene.
1: Yeah, well, we'll, well, we had it with Seb. You know, obviously he used his yeah. platform to yep. shine – Yeah, a new light onto what you guys are doing and what the scene's doing and yeah, that was all positive. And yeah, I know people were probably, you know, nervous about it at the start, a celebrity coming in.
2: People don't like change. They there's always gonna be this closed off, hey, what's happening here? Outsiders coming in and all that sort of stuff. It's weird that a growing portion of the fan base has kind of jumped in on that sort of mindset as well, because at the end of the day, that was that's something that we do to improve numbers. Um you know, when when you've got Eddie Maguire talking about what you're doing on a top rating breakfast radio program, that's that's really important. That's getting what you're doing out to a broader audience. Like the aim is to grow this, not not keep the same 100, 150 fans. Um, month in and month out, as well, as it, dedicated as that fan base is, but it's it's something where you know we always want to keep pushing forwards.
0: Well, What would an advertising spot on that show cost compared to? Shut it to think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so value for money, it's it's incredible.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and it's and it's not that just that we do it for promotion as well. Like Seb was someone who I've worked with and and get along with
0: and and someone who I like. So and having, as much as I wanted to hate Seb. It's almost impossible once you meet him.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's it's it's infectious. He has, he has, um, he has such a real charm to him as well, and and a real warmth and a passion for what he's involved with, and that goes across everything that he he does. Whatever whatever Seb puts his mind to, he throws his work in it. Like he throws he, he throws his whole lifestyle into it and everything as well. And I think that's why he's had the success that he's had. So outside of the wrestling business in the media industry. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: as an example, like we only touched base about having Seb do a spot on the phone for five minutes to promote his his match. Mm. And the response we got back was, oh, no, he'll drive out to your studio and do a full. Like he wanted to come yeah. out here and yeah. sit in the studio and and it was amazing.
2: Yeah. And some of that's probably – I think we've, we also saw that with David Arquette a little bit too where – because they realize that they are the outsider they want to make sure that they're putting in and, and showing that they're not just doing this for a payday or for something like that or to plug something or whatever um, they're actually really keen on this same with the auntie Donna boys who were involved like you know they were showing up at the school they they let us gate crash the Glenridge um, graduation party that they did and all the rest of it as well you know they're it's it's people who respect what we're trying to build and and are keen to be involved in and and will do what they can in order to make his success.
1: Yeah, I think that was the one thing. When Seb did actually come in here, <laughs> you know, he took his shirt off, put his uh, disparaging Gino shirt on. <laughs> it's not even a visual medium, but he was so involved. He's just one of us. He's a wrestling fan. Absolutely. So, you know, people That's that were negative.
0: Close, my close personal friend, Gino Gambino. <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the one thing that
2: I'm that I'm wondering now is who's going to be the first from the AFL world to try and make that transition. Uh, DMs are open. <laughs>
1: Well, we have had Dermy on the podcast.
0: Yeah, well, Tony's got to pull his finger out on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Tony's got some contacts. <laughs> I'm sure he does.
2: I'm sure he does. Uh, saving him for that big return show. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh, it'll be like one of those old um, NRL versus, um, versus AFL boxing things that they did back in the day.
2: We, we actually got approached, I want to say, in 2012 to have retired footy players get trained up and compete in tag team matches where it was a wrestler and a footy player on each team. Um, Like, that was going to be the big draw card and it would be done in, like, circus tents in Torquay and all the rest of it. Didn't eventuate, um, but it would have been interesting to see. There's there's a little story from the vault. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how well it would have gone.
0: Well, I mean, if you're doing it in Torquay, like, that's the one thing that, um, like... In England, they do a lot of the um, during the holiday period where they go around to do the holiday camps, yeah, the holiday camps. Um, And in Australia, we have like a little carnival at all of those um, all of those little towns.
2: It's sort of that roaming Royal Melbourne show, which then kind of keeps going through until
0: May or whatever it is. Yeah, because I remember on holidays wherever you didn't matter where you stayed, there was a carnival. Yeah,
2: it's Warrnambool one weekend. We'll see the next, and then I think one of them is even out in. Eric, even though that's not country Victoria but it may as well be Um, yeah I know the ones you're talking about
0: Um, yeah because I know down at Anglesey, there'd always be one on (laughs) Um, there could definitely be a wrestling show put on there but it would probably be
1: one of those bang average ones (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know the guys uh, spoke about it last time but is there inter-promotional stuff with other companies from interstate, is that a closer possibility than it was last time? Um,
2: we're always open to it. I mean, yeah, we never we never rule that sort of thing out. We're, we're always keen to work with other companies, and you know, I talk about it with with people from interstate every now and then. It's just a matter of lining it all up and working out a game plan and making sure dates don't clash along the way as well, and in order to make it best suit. So, yeah, it's it's. It's always on the horizons, it just it's just waiting for that right opportunity to pull the trigger on
0: it.
1: Yeah, oh, we did have a lot of listeners ask that mm. that one.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, and and that's also worked well with, say, the progress tour that we did last year as well. That was that was something that was really good and a lot of fun. And yeah, we're we're always keen to try and do stuff not just with other promotions from around Australia, but hey, the world as well. Why not?
0: We um well something that a lot of promotions are doing um with their academies is running academy shows. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, something that you guys are aspiring to do? Absolutely. Like, would you like yeah. me to book them?
2: <laughs> um, no, I do not want you to book them. Keep your grubby mitts off it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, when the when the time comes and and we feel that everyone's ready to do student shows and showcase events, then absolutely, that's something that will. Look into doing, and I I think it's a great opportunity to give people um, a live event experience as well. That's that's something that James and I will be speaking about, no doubt, over the coming weeks and months. Um, yeah, but of course, when the when the time is right and everything's ready to go, that's something that I think we'd like to explore.
0: Well, people forget how young the school is as well. Um,
2: it's only been going just over a year.
0: Yeah, so uh, to to it'll take time to have enough of those guys who are match ready. Um, the fact that there are, that um, you've already got your first academy graduate f- who's appeared on MCW shows, mm. and his name escapes Tony Vellani. Tony Vellani. Yeah, he's got the most catchy theme song, um, <laughs> which he chose, and he's got a lot of energy. Yeah, it's it's infectious, isn't it? It is. Um, I'm wondering. This um, this was definitely a listener question, but. Um, can we expect to see um, some of the guys start appearing on other shows that aren't MCW, especially the ones that aren't quite ready for an MCW show? I think it's
2: only fair. It's it's one of those things that's inevitable. Um, we, we do see
0: some promotions who yeah, won't allow it.
2: Yeah, and we want to make sure that whoever is involved with us, that that they are getting as much experience as they can, because it benefits them. It benefits what we're doing as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we don't we don't put boundaries on them. We want to explore everything that pro wrestling has to offer, not just within our confines. And I think other promotions do themselves a disservice when they when they sort of say no, only us or don't go there, don't, you know, and and there's those sort of restrictions. Why don't why wouldn't you want people to go elsewhere and learn everywhere? You know, and and then potentially bring something back to what you're doing within that promotion. Um Certainly with us, we, we want our guys to be elsewhere and everywhere. And look, we're confident in how we, we wind up booking them and using them that we'll do a great job with them and, and give them the sort of respect and the platform that they all deserve. But it's, yeah, I, I, do, think, I do think some of those restrictions elsewhere are going to be loosened. Um, and I would probably expect to see that loosen perhaps even in October.
0: Okay. So people can like take that. from that what they want. Yeah. Um and I know that I know that some of the promotions that have restrictions, I've seen um and I'll talk about PCW who used to have a lot of restrictions, but I've seen some of their wrestlers wrestle at um PPW. PPW yeah, sure. Um and other promotions as well.
2: I think the other thing as well is that it's not just on the promotions. The guys involved if if they want to learn and they want to go out, go out. Send Send us a message or something like that. Hit hit me up. Hit the company up. Drop us a line and, and let us know you're interested yeah. because we're not going to come looking.
0: No, and that's the thing. Some people probably think that you guys are scouting their shows, but you don't have no. time to do that. No. Um, I,
2: I At the moment, especially now that we've just got a new puppy, I don't have time to watch <laughs> wrestling on on TV. Um, yeah. streaming platforms yeah. at the moment. <laughs> so, let, let alone watching what everyone else is doing in the country.
0: Yeah. And the good thing is, I mean, if, you're, if your students are going out and working elsewhere and impressing people, they're going to draw eyes back to your product. Mm. But they're also going to, if someone's planning on becoming a wrestler and they see Tony on a show and they say, Oh, where did you train? He's going to direct people back to your school as well. You're a
2: walking advertisement for whichever brand that you represent. And if you're not – that that goes for people who aren't MCW guys and girls. You know, if, if, if you're working for us and people know who you are or want to know more about you, they're going to go looking. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things that I think is beneficial overall.
0: Now, MCW is your company, um, but you've got other people in charge of creative. How much – say do you have on creative um, and if there's a storyline that you just don't like, what's the, what sort of happens in those situations?
2: I don't really know if there's been any situations where I've said I don't like that, we're not doing it. There might be stuff where it, it can be a collaborative process so a lot of the time it's all right, well, here's the idea and we all sit down and talk about it. And, I mean, we've been very lucky with Chris is that everything that he brings to the table he believes in, um, and I trust him more than enough to know that if he believes in something, that's what we're doing. I don't. I don't need to interject. He probably wouldn't want me to, but there's 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 no need to do it because I know that he's going to carry that out to the best of his ability. Um, anyone who's involved with MCW, we want to make sure that we've got the best people for the roles that they're involved
0: with. So. Well, you don't want to micromanage people. Well, You're no, paying them for not. a reason.
2: Yeah, yeah. They're like they're in that spot they're in that spot for a reason. So I I try to be hands-off it as much as I can as 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 best I can. If there's if there's stuff that I think, well, what if we try this and it can be open to discussion or whatever and so be it or I might pitch something. It's like, well, why don't we tune this and do that. Like it's that's that's how the process goes.
0: So on a night where you know there's a big storyline happening, so Let's use the last show as an example when you know that Dowie's going to interrupt the main event. Um, is there excitement for the management team about how's, how's, this going to be, um, how's this going to be received? Is it going to get the heat we hope it gets?
2: Broadly speaking, I think at the end of a show, you know if something's done well based on the reactions of the fan base. You know what you're doing is good or bad depending on how people are reacting to it. It doesn't even, like, I, I don't even want that to be the focus on a particular storyline or a title change or whatever. We we know we're on the right track based on our audience. If if they were sitting on their hands for anything, no matter what the occasion is, so be it. Um, like, then we know we've got work to do. But if if they're excited, even if they're bummed out or whatever, based on where the story is going, then we hope that they'll be back... To see where it goes in the future.
1: When, um, when you're timing and writing out the show, did you allow for the twelve or thirteen minutes of the booing? <laughs> now really Dowie excited. not being able I was to really get. Really
2: excited in, at intermission because I felt that you know we were keeping a good time, and at the end of it, I was like, oh, "Shit, it's 1045.
1: <laughs> um, the, Yeah, so Not letting him uh, get the promo out was—I was, I was an amazing was, atmosphere.
2: Yeah, it was. It was a real scene, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. 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 So when, when it's that and obviously you're looking at the time but the positive outweighs the the time that that reaction you know you're not going to get them every show yeah yeah you know,
2: but you're not but you're also not going to have something like that that happens every show either you've got to let these things play out even if you don't necessarily agree with it um so yeah it's just it's just one of those things where it's sort of like all right here we are. We're not just going to switch the mics off as much as we might want to. But, um, yeah, we're, we're just going to have to roll with the punches and see where this goes.
0: One question that we got off Twitter uh, from at Khan the Tigers. That's a nice Twitter handle. You've set that up. Um,
1: <laughs> it's a burner account.
0: <laughs> yeah, the well, I was going to ask this question, <laughs> so maybe it is. Does MCW have a suspenders on referees policy? Um, and are they about to have one?
2: Probably after last show we're about <laughs> to implement one.
0: What is the, the thoughts? Because for me personally as a fan, that really got me angry because it was taking me out of the main event mm. and mm. parts where I should have been heavily invested on on who's going to win this match, I was getting annoyed by people yelling out suspenders and you can't really blame the crowd because the crowd are going to do what a crowd are going to do.
2: Yeah, yeah. I... I think it's one of those things where if you're disrupting the enjoyment of the show for others, then that's not on. Like I love that we have a crowd that's getting stuck into it. They're making noise, which is good. And it came like when you got to the last five, 10 minutes of that match. If you watch it back, they're really making a lot of noise. It's not like they're chanting suspenders and then doing nothing. Um, would I have liked to have heard it every every time someone was on the outside of the ring for an hour? No, it's grating. It gets annoying after a while, especially if, especially and particularly because it's disrupting the viewing experience for others. Um,
0: especially those who aren't in the room, those who are watching it at home when you put it up online.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'd be curious to know what people thought who were watching it who hadn't been at the show i'd be curious to know what they thought of it
0: kevin chiat who writes for mm. um voices of, voices of Wrestling. Yeah, he, he he seemed was, pretty
2: pissed off he by was pretty it. pissed off <laughs> and look
0: he it was it was a well written piece so i actually enjoyed reading it and um he he was definitely it definitely was noticeable to him i haven't watched it back yet but um in the in the arena it was annoying me and then he was annoyed at home so um yeah like taking yeah, that what you will
2: i don't i don't know yeah it's 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 just one of those things like i'm always happy that people
0: are enjoying themselves and
2: having fun um yeah it's it's always just i suppose being mindful of everyone in the room that's that's probably what it comes down to but you know i, I certainly wouldn't want to discourage people from having fun at shows otherwise but you can wear this
0: you can wear suspenders at wrestle rock surely
2: uh, I'll chat to the Wrestle Rock boys. <laughs> <one.
0: laughs> Maybe there'll be a spot where they're ripped off and burnt and never seen again.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious <laughs> if we can get a fire barrel into the corner hotel. <laughs>
1: now, another big uh, question we're getting a lot on Suspenders Twitter. Suspenders was
2: a big question, wasn't it? That, yeah, we asked was...
1: once, but I was going to ask it. And yeah. It saved me from <laughs> from your burner account. Um, Nick on Twitter wants to know. With uh streaming shows becoming more and more prevalent, uh, any closer to the MCW yeah, absolutely. streaming? Yeah, live? There's,
2: there's a few different contacts and a few people who I've engaged and come across who offer those sorts of services. I want to make sure, much like with the Women's Championship, if it's something that we're going to do, then we want to make sure we go all in with it. So I think having the right people in the right spots in order to manage that because it's it's a bigger budget. It's um, You need more people for it, more more equipment, making sure that we can handle it, making sure that we can get a signal out of Thornbury, for example, that's strong enough. Um, there's all these logistical things which we are looking through now. Um, and, yeah, when the time is right, we'll do it. But we want to make sure that – well, not even we – I want to make sure because I have a background in that side of things that if this is something that we are doing, we are not taking a step back to achieve it and I think that that's something where people go, all right, we need to have this live and get it out there as quickly as possible and I actually think that the presentation of the product can suffer as a result from that just in the process of just trying to get out there as quick as possible whereas and and maybe this is something I need to learn to drop a little bit, I'll be pretty meticulous with certain aspects of the product, and that includes playback of the shows. So if if I feel it's going to be a step backwards in how the shows look when you're watching it, then I don't want to do it. So that's, that's why we're in the process now of making sure that it all looks right, sounds right, um, that whoever we've got vision mixing isn't missing stuff. Um, we want to make sure that everything is up to scratch so that if people are watching it, they don't go... Gee, it wasn't up to their usual standards, from a production standpoint. Not in ring. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's all super important to me. Otherwise, I think that that can then have a detrimental effect in the long run.
0: Yeah. I mean, the it's a it's a benefit and it's a benefit and negative sort of analysis you've got to do, and whether you can have a different version of it go up online later. I mean, there are all sorts of things you can look at. Yeah, of course. Um, but you'd prefer not to have to because someone is there mixing it and editing. Um directing it mm. at mm. the time. Um, where it is a big benefit is that online engagement. You've noticed PWA shows trending Australia-wide. and
2: But this is something that we've been doing for the last couple of years. Like, MCW trends a lot with most of our events, um, and that's going up against footy games. Like, yeah. ev- even shows that we were doing at Essendon a year ago. Um, it, it, well, we did a show during final season, and the only other thing that was trending higher than us in Melbourne was the AFL game that was on that night. So that's something that can still be done. Um even without having the product going out live. Like if people are engaged, no matter how they're viewing it or or whatever, you know, even through snippets going up on social media as it happens, you can still achieve that sort of result. It doesn't mean that like you don't need a live product in order to get to that stage.
0: No, but I do know that I'm more likely to watch PWA now than I was twelve, oh, yeah. 12 months ago. Yeah.
2: Yeah. People I, I I do agree that there is going to be there are going to be people who are going to watch if they know it's live because then they can't be spoiled and they want to see what happens. I'm also curious to know if perhaps live attendances would drop off if people go, hmm, it's cold, I can just sit at home and watch it. But then if, you know, again, it comes down to the logistics and the financials of it. So if it's still beneficial in that regard, then, hey, there's no ground lost.
0: We're in Melbourne. Everyone chooses the live event, don't they? We love it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think for the most part you're right. Yeah.
1: How how long does it take to edit a show for yourself?
2: If I sit down, if I sit down and just get it all done, I can probably. I mean, I've had shows that happened on the Saturday and were being uploaded on the Monday night, Tuesday morning. But that's when I just go home and bunker down and just get it done, and that's with a couple of cameras. Uh, Add more cameras. You're adding more time. Add, the longer the show goes, the more time it is. I mean, for the most part, we try and get shows up within the week after yeah. they happen. Um, a couple of them have been delayed beyond that due to a variety of reasons. So, yeah, that's usually what we try and aim for.
1: So, h- how many hours just for yourself? I, I mean, reckon, like just-
2: I reckon maybe fifteen to twenty, <sighs> depending on how much
0: yeah. is in there. That's actually. Crazy. <laughs> Which makes how quickly you get the shows up quite impressive. Very,
1: very. <laughs> it's,
2: it's not a glamorous lifestyle when you're sitting there, just you wake up, you pat the dog, and then you have them in the office with you, and you're just editing away and doing all this sort of thing, get to 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and then go, I better have breakfast. <laughs> just getting stuck into it and going for it. It's, it's, it's not glamorous, but, hey, that's what life is like behind the curtain.
0: Um, we did get an anonymous question through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, I'd love to know about diversity in the women's division. I'd love to see different looking women and different styles, not the standard getting opportunities.
2: What's the standard and what
0: are we looking for
2: as an alternative? Because I'd like, I'm pretty sure that the tournament that we've got coming up is pretty diverse in terms of what everyone brings to the table. Look, style in-ring, characters, like there's a pretty good mix. And if you look at the girls' shows as well, that continues to grow as well. So anyone who we give those spots to, we expect that they're up to a certain standard, but I don't think that we are a company that is discriminating people based on how they look or anything like that. Certainly if you look at, I I think, definitely the girls' shows in particular, everyone's pretty well represented there.
1: Yeah, I would have thought so, that... At a, uh, that's. I've never thought that at an MCW show before.
2: Yeah, I, I I don't know. Like, there's hey, there's there's limited people that you can choose from from certain sections in society, um, just based on who's around to begin with. Um, but as as far as I'm concerned, we're I'd I'd like to think that we have a pretty culturally diverse roster.
0: No, yeah, I. Wouldn't disagree. No,
1: definitely. Um, Chris Thunder wants to know on Twitter, when is the next girl show?
2: We've got it locked in with the venue. We took a bit of a hiatus just because we wanted to work on a few things with the venue to make sure that everything was up to scratch. We felt that
0: the air conditioning.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was part of a really bad run of luck where the (laughs) air conditioning broke down the day before. I know. And as <laughs> as furious as I was on the day, I'm pretty sure I said, well, why wouldn't you get someone in this morning <laughs> when you knew what was going to happen? Um, that was something we had to run with. My uh,
0: favourite part of that show was um, Indy coming to the ring in her ring jacket and not being able to get it off because she'd oh, sweated so yeah, much.
2: Yeah, it's it wasn't an ideal situation. And and backstage, I think most of the girls were spending their time in a huge freezer at the back of the storeroom or something like that, which which isn't an ideal situation. and. That's that's one of the things that we want to make sure you know that talent are being looked after in terms of amenities and that at, at venues too. So hey, we've been we've been working with Evie's and they've been really receptive and good about it. So there will be another girls' show
0: before the end of the year. Awesome, because I know they are very popular. Um, yeah,
2: and we love doing them as well. It's it's a chance for us to see who's out there who may not necessarily be on a Thornbury show too, and and we know that it reaches a different. Part of the audience. I can who, get
0: my girlfriend to come to the wrestling.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, and that, and that's the my thing. My wife
1: came and once, the,
2: but that's 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 what we love. That it's attracting a different audience too, and and we're able to show people what our women's division is about. Not not even what we're about specifically, what what the division's about too. So that's that's always something that we're going to be looking at continuing. Um, yeah, so there will be announcements on that soon.
1: I got another one from Twitter. This is, it comes from a uh, uh, a listener from a long time. He listens to all our shows. A Brooks wants to know <laughs> why is the unit not in the tawny.
2: Shut up, Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
1: That's diversity.
2: i I have a question for this anonymous A Brooks. Yeah. who would he have taken out? To put the unit in
1: there. Well, we don't know
0: everyone that's in there yet, do we? We haven't had all the announcements. Well, well, we'll wait until
2: the end of this week when all the announcements are up there, and then I'd love to know publicly who he would have taken out.
1: Well, when once it all gets released, hopefully Adam B can answer that. Oh, <laughs> I've got that around the wrong way. Hey, Brooks. Hey, Brooks. <laughs> um,
0: I'm trying to find more of these questions because there's so many of them. Uh, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> well see one of the one of the beauties of this is because people don't really get the opportunity to ask questions of you that often so I know that you said to me that you are pretty keen on getting as many list- oh, questions yeah, as yeah. possible I, um, but I said that
2: assuming there'd be like two
0: <laughs> no, we all know that Tony Shebeki loves asking questions we've already asked that one that's his, um, that's his job uh, okay Kevin Chiat asks what if anything can you share about the status of MCW's relationship with major international promotions?
2: We will work with anyone and everyone um, in order to showcase how good wrestling is in Australia. Um, I think people probably read into it a little bit too much sometimes, but hey, if people are talking... You are wearing a progress
1: shirt. I like it. You just covered that up pretty quick, then. No, all right. I, I open
2: that up. I, I, have a lot of, I, I have a lot of love for the, for the team at Progress. Why well, wouldn't I represent them? Um, yeah, don't read into what i mean. <laughs> and We're just having some I got, fun. I got dirty Pegasus on as well, so I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like, I'm keen to work with anyone who can shine a spotlight on wrestling in Australia. And I think over the last couple of years especially that's that's been highlighted and that's created opportunities not just for us but for everyone in Australia. Um, I think it's brought us – and when I say us, I think that it's brought Australian wrestling to the world stage in a in a way that it hasn't been in the last 20, 30, 40 years since the heyday of shows at Festival Hall, which everyone always reminisces about. Um and, and that doesn't happen unless we've got people who are flying the flag for us, talking about us and getting the attention of those major promotions. So, hey, as far as I'm concerned, bring it on. Like it's, it's something that's going to be hopefully beneficial for everyone here in the long run.
0: Joel uh, Bateman put a center question oh, in. Interesting. This one should be good. Actually, I like this one. If you could have any full-time roster member return, who would it be? I don't want to pick favourites. No, you, can, you can give more than one name.
2: Um, I have a soft spot for a lot of the people who have gone on to do great things overseas, who have been signed to big companies, um, and they wouldn't be in that spot unless they had something that they brought to the table. So people like Buddy Murphy, uh, KC, Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley... Um, Shane Haste for the times that he's worked for us as well. I know he's not a full-time MCW guy. Like, all of these names who have gone overseas, even, even people who have gone to the UK, for example, like a lot of these people who have gone and done that have all succeeded because of what they bring to the table. And that's something that benefited Melbourne City Wrestling whenever they worked for us too. So I'd, I'd love to have people like that back. Or
0: at Any least, of them, really, or at,
2: or at least pop in from
0: time to time and just say hello. So, um, well, one of them yeah. was one of them was at the show last week. We saw him yeah, walking through the foyer. <laughs> <laughs> you never know who's going to turn up. Like that—that's that, a surreal experience because, like, if I'd been on the balcony and seen him, that's one thing. But to be standing in the foyer and have a guy I was watching wrestle Roman Reigns a, a week and a half earlier <laughs> walk past me it was a surreal experience.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've and. Yeah, and it's, all, it's always good when people just come to visit, even even if it's just to show up and say hello while they're catching up with family. It's always, it's always nice.
0: And everyone in the foyer then decided that, oh, that's a spoiler. Brooksy's definitely winning the title. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: could Bloody Dowie. He could have come out and challenged.
2: So every time we put Brooksy in a title match now, that's, that's what we've got to spring <laughs> for. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, like I, 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 I do think that Australia are overrepresented. Um, I at, so. at WWE level yeah. when you think about the size of our population and the distance from the US that we are. But if you
2: think about it, this was something that 10 years
0: ago wasn't really happening. Like When Tennille was signed... That was a huge th- deal. That was like a feature article, Herald Sun sort yeah. of thing.
2: Yeah, it was. Um, and now it's one of those things where it happens a lot. And that's, and that's not well, it's to... It's happened three
0: times this year. It's, like, we'll have by the end of the year probably. It's,
2: and it's not to belittle... Like everyone who's going there now, it just shows that the world is getting smaller and I think that the product that is being put out here is getting the attention of more people, which then means that there are more opportunities for people here to really make a good impression.
0: We've come a long way from Outback
1: Jack.
2: Have we ever? <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we've gotten past the, the days of the traditional Australian stereotype, although if I'm sure, someone like the aforementioned A. Brooks would relish a, a Russell Coit-esque <laughs> opportunity in a major promotion.
0: I think he'd do that pretty well too.
2: Well, <laughs> the vignettes would be great. Yeah, but
0: you look at what um, Peyton and Billy are doing, mm. and that is a quintessential Australian character. Oh, it is like the, sh- the you know, peace take. Yeah, that's that's the just the Catherine Kim hanging around the mall it. type stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and it's. It's funny it's funny seeing how other people from overseas react to it as well. And some of them kind of understand and some of it don't and
0: but. but you meant but that's the thing, like they're doing it in a way that if you get it, you're gonna love them. But if you don't, it's gonna get them amazing heat and they are heels. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Vince apparently loves it. Good. And that's their job. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah.
2: If you're impressing the right people, then that's that's all you need to worry about.
1: Yeah, and, and Brooksy, that would work because in the the progress show was it 1971? The show name, yeah. and he come out in the stubby about. shorts and the thongs <laughs> and the uh, the six pack of cans and the uh, the wife beater blue t shirt, and then he I'm spent just... a couple of minutes taking the thongs off, putting his boots on <laughs> in the ring. It was it actually worked uh, for Russell Court to be
2: honest. <laughs> <laughs> it explains a lot about my mindset. <laughs>
1: That's the next celebrity crossover.
2: Oh, good Lord.
1: <laughs> Russell quite CW. I've got another one from Facebook. Ben Wyatt wants to know, would you consider some sort of lottery system that would allow a fan or two to get a seat up in the balcony for a show?
2: There's not many spots up there.
1: so I don't And you'd have to sit beside Tony. And so it's also not negative. that good of a view. <laughs> if
2: you want to look through the bars, then by
0: all means... <laughs> Um, yeah, look uh, we we've been up there once, but we we've chosen never to go back up again because honestly the view from the crowd is from the floors yeah, much up. better atmosphere and you get a better view. Um and that's coming from from people who've experienced both and I'm t- and you're closer to the bar. It's Russ, too far from the bar Russ up. This is there. always greener, isn't it? Yeah. Well we 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 thought, oh, this is gonna be amazing, and halfway through the show I'm like. Let's go downstairs. Go back to
1: our, our spot. Tony only sits up there because he's an elitist. He thinks he's better than everyone being up there. Well, Plus, he's old. He can't stand up for that long.
0: <laughs> you think it's earlier, Tony.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Tony. He's great fodder.
2: I love Tony. Let it just be said that I love Tony. Like I remember hassling him at an AFL or footy media function a few years ago, and I don't think he really knew who I was or anything like that. <laughs>
0: I always shocked because I always loved his work. I've known Tony oh, for too long. Uh, we played football together. right. Like oh, right, twenty years, years ago, yeah. And no, I probably probably fifteen years I've known Tony, and before he got his job at SEN, mm. and it still blows my mind when I'm with Tony somewhere and someone asks me to take a photo of them and Tony. <laughs> I'm like, why would anyone want a photo of Tony? I've crossed, his, I've crossed his you face just, out of um, our team photos from back in the day. <laughs>
2: you just hate that you're the one taking the photo and not in it.
0: I I just deliberately cut heads off of the photo. It's <laughs> fantastic. Or put it in selfie mode. I do that yeah, if I'm ever taking people's photo. You always seem take like the
2: kind of guy who do that out of spite. Always take one of <laughs>
0: myself in the middle, and I do that with strangers as well. <laughs>
2: good. Make it a face that they'll remember.
0: Ah, it's not a very good face, but it's better than Tony's. <laughs> he doesn't listen, it's fine. I'm going to tell him. So as long as no one tells him. Well, snitching. he wouldn't read it anyway. I'm snitching.
1: <laughs> uh, We've got another one from Facebook. Steve Jenkins wants to know, what's it like going from humble beginnings as a moderator at WNA, Aussie Wrestling Forum back in the day, to owner of the best wrestling promotion in Australia?
2: Humbling. And that's it's that's something that I... like. Some days I'll wake up and kind of think, and this isn't to sound like a complete prat, but I'll go, I feel like this whole thing with MCW is some weird dream or a practical joke that someone forgot to say, gotcha. Um, yeah, like I, and and I, I probably don't say it enough, but I have a lot of uh, respect and gratitude for people along the way, some of whom I'm still in contact with, some of whom I'm not for whatever reason, so... Hey, anyone along the way, like I, you know, I really appreciate it and appreciate the opportunities of being given. Even starting from being a mod at WNA with um, Herbie going, "Yep, no worries. I just want you and Ash Wright to stop causing trouble on the forums." <laughs> um, so now he does it on Twitter, yeah, so it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and
0: <laughs> it's really come full
2: circle. Uh, uh, yeah, so hey, it's like it's 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 a pretty cool journey, and it's it's. Pretty awesome and humbling to look back on and see how far everything has come since then. For for everyone, not just me.
0: Well, we definitely love what you guys are doing. We look forward to the show every month. I've... It's, it's sort of as soon as the dates come out, it's crossed out of the diary. I'm unavailable to anybody. Perfect. Um, no one's allowed to get married those weekends. I've already missed one show because of that. Never I, again. As
2: soon as I have the calendar sorted out, I say the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> all right, family, no one's getting hitched on these dates.
0: <laughs> yeah, but for you, it's, wor- it's work. <laughs> for me, it's pleasure. Um, and it's been a pleasure having you in the studio with us today.
2: Thank you very much for having me back.
0: And good luck for October.
2: Thank you. I hope. Hope everyone turns out and appreciate everyone's support. We'll see you all soon. Thanks, Thank Mikey. Impressive.
0: Welcome back to On the Turnbuckle. The music of Indy Hartwell brought us back in, and we'll get onto that in a second, but awesome to chat with Mikey J.
1: Yeah, always uh, always good to get someone that's uh, higher up in the Australian wrestling industry, and you know, the, the owner, promoter of MCW, so it was great, and I wasn't here last time, so it was good to finally get on the, the end of one.
0: you got your fresh haircut for him
1: this time. Yeah, yeah, it's a different look, am I Uh, Jake Andrew, Arthur, tribute. Yeah, I prefer you with a bit longer hair. but That's what um, hats are for.
0: So uh, nice of him, though. He always wants to take listener questions. He was big on get as many listener questions as possible. So it's great for people to have the opportunity to um, ask the questions that they've been probably – they don't get the opportunity to ask very often.
1: Yeah, a good sounding board for him. He can – well, straight feedback from the fans to see what they want and uh, hopefully take some of them on board. And the music that brought us back was Indy
0: Hartwell and reports this week that she has signed with WWE and she'll be reporting soon to the Performance Center.
1: Yeah, uh, should be early next month, you know, 22 years old, three years in the business, you know, PCW, obviously, where she got her start, did an amazing job and... You know, she's networked like crazy. She's travelled overseas, and you know, Shimmer and Rise and MCW, yeah, you know, MCW, MCW everywhere, RCW. everywhere in Australia. I don't think there's a promotion she didn't hit last year. Yeah, you know, she was a little bit quieter in the. Well, I said to you the other,
0: blah, blah, about two weeks ago that I think she's been signed by WWE because she's not wrestling anywhere except MCW.
1: Yeah, I remember when we first started the the podcast and you started coming to shows with me. You said we have to get Indy Hartwell on the podcast because she's not going to be in Australia long,
0: because she's my favorite wrestler.
1: Favorite wrestler. So yeah, a year or so later. Well, you know, sad to see her go, but also you know, let's see what she's. Well, now I have to choose a new favorite wrestler. Oh, there's there's plenty of young upcomers. Yeah, got two. Yeah, Uh, Zena, yes, and Royce Chambers. Royce Chambers, he is your boy, and yeah, hey, you haven't been wrong. So maybe Indy Hartwell could thank you.
0: <laughs> um, Big Cass had some issues uh, recently as well.
1: Yeah, you know, obviously the initial reports. You, know, you know, he's bidding bit on uh, your phone going off like uh, Shebeki there. Well, not I'm letting sitting that in chair. Yeah, well, yeah, if the shoe fits. Um, it's Mikey J. <laughs> well, it's easy just saying thanks for the interview, guys. Yeah, oh, good on it. I'm not That's reading nice. it. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, you know, so the initial reports – You know, when they come out, you know, he's unruly backstage and stuff like that, so you think dickhead. But when you hear him, you know, sort of verbally abusing himself outside the arena and stuff like that, and obviously the police were worried enough, it's a mental health issue. You know, he's had his troubles in the past. It sounds that way. Like a cry for help. He understands he's made the mistake and, you know, Oh, it's it's it was sad bizarre, now because
0: it was bizarre behaviour. It's not the the kind of way that someone who's not battling would behave. Yeah, um, I know that Joey Janella was the focus of his tirade, um, and but Joey was in a change room with him and Enzo the night before, and nothing happened. So obviously, something's happened in the twenty four hours since, and hopefully. Cass gets the help that he needs um because no one no one wants to see someone who's battling it's um yeah it's always it's always sad to
1: see yeah definitely yeah so yeah like you said hopefully hopefully he gets the, the help he needs and yeah it seems a bit of a cry for help especially nothing no real incident the night before and you know so it's a bit of up and down which mental health you know it can be
0: and uh Robbie Eagles' uh matches in New Japan this week.
1: Yeah, so Sunday night he um yeah, you know, he's in a five man or you know, ten man multi tag as a few New big names, names in that match. Yeah, some really big names. So, you know, the the birds of prey are really getting you know, the light shone on them. Obviously Will Ospreay one of the best, if not the best wrestlers in the world at the minute. Yeah, you know, they got a few good uh double team moves and and stuff like that, yeah. You know, um, and then that led into the Monday night match, where he uh, they went up. Uh, what was the what it was the junior tag team titles? Uh, semi main evented, so semi main event. Robbie in New Japan, which is good. Unfortunately, didn't come away with the chocolates. You know, lost to El Fantasma and uh, Ishimori. Yeah, but that just furthers the story. Yeah, you know, bullet club and chaos.
0: I did notice my close personal friend Gino Gambino got involved in one of the matches.
1: Yeah, threw a uh, threw a nice chop across the chest of a fellow Australian, uh, Mister Young Robbie Eagles. So, and yeah, he's been great on he has been great on commentary. He's a great actually. man. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's it's been good. You yeah, know, obviously we're a bit Australia focused when it comes to that kind of stuff. But you know, the shows have been good and. Uh, it could be a tag title run. Well, there should be a tag title run in the future if the story you know, goes that way.
0: Did you catch Clash of Champions?
1: I did. I uh, you know I skipped through some of the matches as I tend to do, you know, with my uh, limited time that I normally have. I liked it.
0: I not like it wasn't. There weren't five star matches, but I liked that storylines were progressed, and I am a story guy.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Was it, you know, all right, we'll just skip straight to the end. Was it like a post-credits uh, when The Fiend came out? Because obviously when that little thing comes up in the corner, you think the pay-per-view's over and, you know, went into darkness. And, you know, I'm really enjoying how they're, they're using The Fiend at the minute.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that The Fiend is the most interesting and exciting thing in pro wrestling at the moment.
1: Yeah, he. Uh, well, you yeah, know, we'll touch on Raw shortly. It was the Fiend show, basically. It was, it was the Fiend. It was It was the Bray White show. Yeah, there was a, Every twenty minutes, they were going back to him. But you know, it was really good. So he's getting the superstar treatment, which he he deserves. Sasha Banks and Becky had a barn burner of a match. Yep, that
0: told a story. They battled through the crowd. There's mum, Sasha was covered in mustard and and mentioned it like while she was still fighting um i just think that the women's division has missed sasha banks so much because i've said it before everybody's best match is against sasha
1: yeah i yeah oh th- those two have have amazing chemistry obviously in the ring and outside the ring um yeah, so they're telling a good story. Sasha's been firing on all cylinders since she's Her been back. The
0: promos comeback. have been really good too. Yeah, uh, that the first couple, you could tell she was a bit rusty, a bit nervous, but they've steadily improved, and you can tell there's there's a truth behind them. I think she's doing really well. I love it. I'm loving heel Bailey as well. The fact that she won the match and then just grabbed the title and ran, Yeah. I, I
1: really enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, I'm enjoying Sasha. Like you said, the truth behind it, like. Little bit of therapy coming through, you know. Obviously she had her trouble stepping away for four or five months. So, you know, using that kind of stuff to um further the storyline, oh, I think it's great.
0: Um and R Truth I love that little spot where R Truth was trying to get away from the throng and Alexa Bliss tried to pin him. <laughs>
1: During she, her match. Yeah, she that, that would have been actually all right if she did get the I pin. would have liked to have seen <laughs> her get the both times. <laughs> she could win a title during another match. It, it could work.
0: Um, and you spoke about Sasha Banks being away for a while. They showed a chronicle on her um, straight after the pay-per-view and she talks a lot about stepping away and needing to do that and it's quite moving. It's heavily uh, – heavily revolves around her own mental health um and where she was at and there was um also a, a she mentioned the reports that her and bailey were like rolling around on the floor throwing a tantrum that ryan satan or Saturn or whatever his name is and that brad shepherd douchebag <laughs> who i'm who blocked me on twitter a couple of times already um like those guys are just parasites. They're guessing they're getting everything wrong. Like I swear a broken clock is right more often, more times a day than what Brad Shepherd is.
1: Yeah, I don't understand it. Was it a you know, is it a race to replace Meltzer or something? And they just you know Well Brad Shepherd, he got one thing right because he knew someone within the industry what? of a of a of someone's on? gear. Months ago, that's how he started. He knew the person that was making the gear, he reported it before anyone else. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe I'm getting the story wrong, but it was one thing like that. And you know, I'm told that WWE
0: people now just feed him incorrect stuff <laughs> and sit backstage <laughs> laughing at his reports. And Ryan, Ryan Satan or Saturn, he's a TMZ reporter. TMZ is the actual pits of the earth of the reporting, and he's. Leveraged his bottom feeding into wrestling, and nothing makes me more upset than when someone who I follow on Twitter has liked or retweeted his post because we don't follow him, no. but he pops up in my timeline six times a day.
1: Yeah, it's def- definitely unfortunate. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, it's virtually. You know, the Brad Shepard. I can see him on my personal account because he hasn't blocked that. When yeah. it, when other people pop it up, it, it's. Virtually a parody account. If you can treat it like that and not let it- uh, But he's also a
0: massive incel. Like, he hates women. Wow. Hates women. Yeah.
1: He's a piece of shit. (laughs) It's fair to say. A massive piece of shit. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting when he's on our show next week. Is he our big guest? No, we've got a bigger guest than that. A bigger guest than that. That's good. In every sense of the word.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, you know- do yourself a favour, don't follow douchebags. Because, I mean, Dirt Sheets reporting, like, who's backstage at shows, I don't want to fucking know. <laughs> like, could you imagine not getting the surprise when Luke Harper comes out? Not getting the surprise when someone else made a comeback? We
1: could have been douchebags at MCW Brawl. We were douchebags. No, we are. We could have
0: ruined it yeah, for Yeah, we people. could have
1: ruined it for all our friends that were there. That We seen Brooksy backstage, but, you know. You know. And, and Mehmet. Yeah, we could have ruined <laughs> and, everyone's and Jack night. yeah you know, I don't know if that would have put us over in wrestling Twitter because we had the scoop. We'd and- definitely be banned from backstage. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Tony's bordering on um, getting banned anyway. Yeah. Just try. Unprofessional. If James as his way, he'll be banned. Yeah, yeah. lucky you have to leave the country to get away from him.
0: Um, one of my favourite podcasts, and I know that you are a new convert to it, is Business Wars.
1: Oh, definitely. I'm all I'm all over this. Now, yeah, Business Wars is a is not a wrestling related podcast.
0: It's it basically takes two two competing businesses and then goes through the history of how they've competed with each other. It's like Sony versus Nintendo. Yeah. Um. So there's some really cool, you know, pop culture stuff on there. But the one that they've got at the moment, which is I think three episodes deep, yep. is WWE. EF versus WCW.
1: Yeah, and it's been amazing. They have really good production values. Like the, you know, the some uh, by
0: Wondery who do probably four of my favourite podcasts. Yeah. that aren't on my podcast house. Yeah. Who do all my main favourites.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's really good. You know, they have the the people talking, not in character, but you know, yeah, they I, do give the disclaimer. You know, we don't know what exactly was said, but they tell us narrative and they tell a story along with giving the facts. It's I did it's quite pop, enjoyable. I did
0: pop when they did the Hogan at the end of the second episode and it was like Hogan calling Bischoff and he's like we're going to have to have a conversation brother. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that he put the brother in. It was that was important to me.
1: Yeah, so you know at the end of episode 3 it's when Lex Luger is coming out on uh, and you know the guys doing the not the Vincent McMahon voice but what well, he's under contract, and yeah. you know, telling of the story, Vincent Fan has his uh, unsigned contract uh, in like, his briefcase. Yeah. So you yeah. uh, know, unlucky, bit of a bonehead move on Vince's part. But yeah, definitely highly re- recommended. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, know, and I mean, check out I'm the recommend. back
0: catalogue because there's definitely a lot of topics that they cover. That I mean, they do Hasbro versus um,
1: oh, what was it?
0: The other toy company.
1: Mattel. Mattel. Uh, one of my favourites is, uh, you know, showing our age a little bit, is Netflix versus Blockbuster and that crossover where they almost could have been partners and stuff like that. Some really, yeah, well, it's not Get even... On it. yeah. Get on it. Get on
0: it. Start with a wrestling episode. <laughs> uh, RCW did a live stream on YouTube for their last show.
1: Yeah, yeah RCW Live 50. Um So and it's up there now, you know, two and a half hours. So they're really good with their YouTube stuff. Bit of Royce Chambers on there. Well, you know, another reason to go and watch uh, you know, the podcast favorite youngster. I'd uh, easily say now. So yeah, it's great, um, easily accessible. It's still it's still up there. You know that they, um, you know, they like I said, they use their YouTube YouTube channel very well. They're going to start streaming a little bit more, which is good. They're going to build their online presence and stuff like that. So, yeah, looking forward to all the stuff they're going to release in the future.
0: We're getting a lot online now, which is awesome.
1: Yes, yes. Um, You know, Mikey may have tipped his toe into talking about it. Maybe an MCW stream.
0: Um, Indie Girls in Perth have made a massive announcement.
1: This is huge. And... If it wasn't for the ridiculously priced flights to go to Perth, other than seeing our uh, our favourite Davis Storm, this would get you over there.
0: Well, Japanese wrestling royalty, Miko Satomura and Hiroyo Mats- Matsumoto. I'm glad so, you pronounced them. Um, yeah, both they were both in the Mae Young Classic. So, I mean, some people, that's all they'll know, but their body of work is as
1: good as any... Wrestler male or female on the planet. Yeah, and Makio is, she tore it up in the UK the last 6 to 12 months as well as in Japan. She's been everywhere. They've had some big names on those Indie Girl shows, I think. They're really good. Yeah, yeah. Really envious of the people that are, could go see that show.
0: Um. Well, Tony will probably have a car race over there. He can probably get over there.
1: Maybe he could take us. you know, we could be his bag boy. I don't
0: want to spend that much time with him. Yeah, that's fair enough. Okay, I'm only letting him come up to Sydney for one night. Yep. Not staying yep. And that's
1: just to bring the equipment. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, that's Pretty good. much. Um,
0: coming up this weekend, I couldn't find any shows on Friday, but Saturday PCW is in Fern Tree Gully with Ignition. Um, GCW fallouts on in Geelong West where I'm hoping everyone's going to be drowning their sorrows after a big loss on Friday night. God, I hope so. <laughs> Adelaide, um, ACW and Adelaide have got Evolve with uh, Adam Brooks and Richie Taylor.
1: Yeah, that's a two title of, match,
0: that one. Two of uh, Victoria's best wrestlers, so yes, yes, that, definitely. That, 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 get down and see that if you're in Adelaide. They're doing a great job.
1: Um, Brooksy loves those guys. Yeah, yeah, you hear him speak. He highly, speaks highly of him. He loves Adelaide, obviously. You know, he does... Uh, Routinely goes over there when he's in the in the country. So yeah, and they're building a nice little following. So uh,
0: Newey Pro eighty two is on at Club Charleston with the Babes versus the Nation. That should, that should be really good. And I think Headhunter Riggs wrestling against Jackson Kelly, who's a favourite of ours.
1: Yeah, uh, on the per- Turnbuckle alumni.
0: If you're promoting a show, get in contact with us, and we'll let people know where they can catch you. Um, we have got an idea for a podcast. Catch us on my podcast house's Facebook page or on the Turnbuckle. We can help you get your idea on the air. Um, maybe you're a super fan of something and you want to share it. It's fun. Our studio is nice.
1: Turn your hobby into a podcast.
0: Exactly. Um, tune in next week. We have aforementioned massive guest. Huge. We may have two, but one is a WWE
1: Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. That's, we're doing right right. We've got a couple of... WWE Hall of Famers, well, know, recently,
0: world title holder with the WWF as WWE as well.
1: Yeah, so yeah, very very strong guy. Um, is Tony going to be here for that? Oh, uh, we got to go. We got to go to him. So is Tony going to meet us there? Or has he got a car race that's more important? Uh, it's on a Wednesday morning. Tony should be okay. Okay. Oh, it's school holiday, so he'll be fine.
0: Thanks for listening. Catch us next week on the Turnbuckle.